Thanks so much for listening in to the Saints Hill Church Podcast. Our vision is to see heaven come to earth, and we do this by equipping the saints to know who they are in Christ, to walk in freedom through the truth, and make disciples who change the world. We hope this message draws you further into relationship with our Father, and if you would like to give to the mission of Saints Hill, please visit our website at saintshill.church. And thank you. Your generosity helps to keep Saints Hill going. Now, on to the message. So I would like to actually start with the word of the Lord in Revelation twenty-two seventeen, And if you all would just stand with me for that, and as we read this word and, and pray together. And as I pray, I just really want you to join your heart with me. I know that God will give you um, what only what you're willing to hear. Thank you, love. Um, yeah, so God is, he's just not a violator of your will. So when you're willing, he will speak to you. And I believe that the Lord God in me will give you exactly what you're looking for if you'll pull on inside, of, inside of you, inside of me, and he'll release it if you'll pull on that, Okay. And so I do believe that he, you, there will be miracles today. I believe nothing's impossible for God. Amen? So if you really want God to speak, with you, speak to you, I do, when we pray, I'd love for you just to raise your hands to heaven as a demonstration of your surrendered heart to him, just saying, like, come, Lord Jesus, speak to me, right? Touch me, change me, okay? So revelations, let's go there, 22, 17. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Praise the Lord. Lord God, we just humbly come before your throne, and we say we need you. We can't do life without you. We declare that everyone needs Jesus. (laughs) And so, Lord, we say, minister to us today. Change us from the inside out. Have your way in us, Lord God. Speak to our hearts. Change our lives, Lord God. And, Lord, I do yield myself to you as a living sacrifice. I pray, Father God, that the words of my mouth, that that you would put your words in my mouth, that my words would fall to the ground and each word would be anointed by heaven to break the powers of darkness. God, I ask, Lord, that you would change your people from the inside out, Lord God, that you would meet them at their point of need, Lord God. I pray for healing and vision and, and deliverance, Lord God. I pray for salvation, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you would come and do a mighty work as only you can, and we trust you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You baby city. So the Lord is coming back for a ready bride. Saints Hill, do you believe it? Yes. Amen. I'm going to read that same verse, but um, from the Passion Translation because it's so beautiful, and I feel like it's going to minister to you just a little bit differently. So it says, come, says the, says the Holy Spirit and the bride in du- divine duet. Let everyone who hears this duet join in them and say, come. Let everyone gripped 
with spiritual thirst, say, come. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? I'm so thirsty for him. And let everyone who craves the gift of living water come and drink it freely. Come. I really feel like this is an invitation to us, for us today. In this verse, we see the bride of Christ partnering and unified with the Holy Spirit to do his will. A bride that thirsts for his coming. A bride that desires him and is filled with the water of life. A bride that is free. The Lord is coming back for a ready bride. I believe the Lord has sent me here to ask you, the bride, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you partnering with the Holy Spirit? Are you doing the will of God? Do you thirst and desire the Lord? Are you filled with the living word of God? Are you free? Let's think about a wedding, maybe your own or one that you've been a part of. The preparation of everyone, um, the, the one's life, the, the, the one that's getting, the pride really, is being polished to perfection. The thought, the detail, the time, the effort the bride puts in preparing for the wedding day to present herself, listen, to her groom is astonishing. Would you agree? I love participation. It helps me. I feel like then you're not falling asleep and I, <laughs> you're hearing me. <laughs> so now this is for an earthly wedding, right? A marriage that will one day no longer exist. Not in heaven, right? So if this much effort is being put into a temporary marriage, how much more should we be preparing for an eternal marriage? Ephesians 5, 31, 32. Ephesians 5, 31, 32. Yeah, I want you to look at this with your own eyes. It's so beautiful. And I want you to catch this. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So what does this mean? A man, could we say Jesus, leaves his father, God, to be joined to his bride, the church, and the two become one? This is the great mystery. We need to see this appropriately to be able to walk it out. We are the bride of Christ. Do you see yourself as one with Christ in a holy marriage covenant? Are you being faithful to your bridegroom? If you did everything to be faithful in this covenant, everything about everything would just change, wouldn't it? So as a counselor and a minister of the gospel, I've worked with countless men and women for over 30 years, which ages me just a little bit. Uh, but I can confidently say in a room size this, this size that some of you are ready, but 
most of you are not. And I'm not here to offend you. I'm here to love you. I believe the Lord brought me here for one reason. One, just one reason. God has sent me here today to prepare you, his bride, for his coming. Revelation 19.7 says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Are you ready? This is what I found. The bride of Christ, which is both male and female, right? Believers in Christ are struggling. They're struggling with all kinds of chains that Jesus already paid the penalty for. And the image I saw was a bride shackled with like handcuffs. And she was living as if she was bound. The bride was living as if she was bound. But what she didn't know is the shackles were unlocked and she just needed to throw them off. Isaiah 61, 1. You can turn there. I'll let you turn there. I know I kind of go on right along, but I want to get the most out of this. Isaiah 61, 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to open up the prison to those who are bound. Amen? Amen. Jesus Christ came to set you free. Free from the sin and the pain and the hurt, the violations and the unmet needs that separate you from him and cause death in your life. And in the lives that you influence, we all influence somebody. Parents, I really want to talk to you. I know this is a a young family church. And uh, everything that you are bound to, you give to your children. You have to beat it so they don't have to struggle with it and struggle through it. More is caught than taught. There's too many people that think that they don't have to beat it and they can just take them to church and they can share the Bible with them and they can do all these beautiful things. But if they don't beat it, we actually, that's what we're giving to our next generation. It's called a generational curse. I've sat across too many people that are hurting and bound and they were raised in Christian homes, but their parents didn't beat it. You can beat it. In fact, he already beat it for you. It's about receiving it. Amen? He freed you because of his great love for you. He's so jealous for his bride, and he will not share you. Therefore, he came to remove everything that would stand in the way of his intimate, holy, covenant marriage with you. Ephesians 5, 13 and 14. 
You can go there. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Amen. So I want everyone to just look at me for a minute and listen really closely. You're not Jesus, so you're not perfect. (laughs) And you don't have to be. You can let him be perfect. So many times we're just trying to do everything right, and we're letting the enemy in our ear. But he didn't call you to be perfect. If you're perfect, you wouldn't need Jesus. You wouldn't need a Savior. So let him save you. Let him be God. You don't have to. I don't care if you are a leader or you do a whole bunch of wonderful things, right? Or who you're here with today. Because I'm going to ask you to be bold and I'm going to ask you to be courageous. I'm going to ask you to look inside of yourself and prepare yourself to be a ready bride. If you have ears to hear, Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. This is where it gets a little real. Yeah, can I be real with you guys? (laughs) If you are bound, if you are a bound bride to those chains, if you're bound to a chain of addiction, to any type of substance, pornography, Food and listen, even good things like work, gym, religion. Do you know how many people I've sat across who lost their their spouse, their their family, because the church was their lover instead of their spouse? I mean, that work, I'm talking about serving, okay? I'm talking about going to work and serving what they do as a living versus serving their family. We can't do that. These, these things, we have to have the proper order in life. If you struggle with shame, guilt, fear, insecurities, come on, the enemy's a liar. Lack of value. If you struggle with pride and judgment and gossip and greed and selfishness and apathy, No, there's a generation of just laziness, right? Lack of purpose. Lack of vision for your life. Lust, anger, jealousy, control, bitterness. I know this is not not fun to hear. You're like, why did you bring her here? (laughs) (laughs) Unforgiveness will keep you further than God's love than anything else. You got unforgiveness in your heart, man. God is speaking to you. I also just felt, I felt like I was running, I was writing this. I felt there's some, maybe even some overwhelming grief or sadness, something you can't shake off. You can't get the grief off of you. The chain, maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe there's a major loss in your life and you just can't shake that grief. God wants to take that from you. 
If you're struggling in a troubled relationship, troubled marriages, I know depression is a really hard thing right now. After COVID, it's just, there's been so much that's happened. But depression and anxiety, homosexual thoughts and behaviors, suicidal thoughts, and lack of commitment, lack of surrender, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You fill in the blank. If you are bound, please have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. He wants to touch you today. He wants to set you free. He wants to, he wants to bring light into those dark places. He wants to bring you back to himself. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. Are we free? And secrets with the enemy make us sick, y'all. We, we were never called to live in the dark. God called us to bring everything into the light because the darkness never overpowered the light and it never will. Jesus is the light, right? John 1, 5 says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It never will. You don't have to be afraid to bring things into the light. You should be afraid to keep them in the dark, actually. <laughs> but the enemy wants to, con if the enemy can convince you to keep them in the dark, he has you chained. And do you know that dark, the darkness only gets darker? But as children of God, we, can, we confess to him for forgiveness and we confess to one another for healing. James 5, 16, if you're writing notes, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that, I love when you hear that so that in scripture, look why that God is saying this and what the results are. Do this and this is the results, right? So that you may be healed. Anybody want to be healed, set free, made whole? <laughs> yes, amen. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So I have found that pressure and presence changes and molds us faster than anything else into his image. Would you agree? You know? 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. You can turn there. You got a Bible in your hand? We passed them out. Okay. Second Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Pressure and presence. The pressures of life in the presence of God is nothing. Like God can, God can wipe out all that pressure in just a moment. So it's my understanding as a church, you guys have been um, count, counting the cost of discipleship, right? So as you're going through the Gospel of Luke, yes? Sorry, I kind of interrupted the flow here, but that's okay. We'll do this, and then you can go back to that. Um, so hopefully in counting the cost, um, you've concluded that it's better than the loss, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not good going the other way. <laughs> Do 
there is only one way, right? There's only one way to be free. It's Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So through him, through Jesus, we receive truth that gives us life. It's beautiful. It is his life for yours. But you will have to be willing to lay down yours to have his. So those who are desperate, I loved that song. I'm desperate for you, God. I'm so desperate. Don't we need, don't we need to be desperate for the Lord? We need to be desperate for the Lord. He's drawn to our desperation. Like any good parent would want to touch, touch a child who's desperate and heal them and take care of them. He's, when we're desperate, he's running to us. We got to be desperate for his will. Who, um, who, those that hunger and thirst for him will be filled. For it is freedom. For freedom, Christ has set you free. So why did he set you free? For freedom. For you to walk in freedom. The reason why Jesus came to set you free is so that you can walk in freedom. Because when you walk in freedom, you get to shine for him. You get to show the world who he is and what he's done for you. Yes? How can you, how can you as a believer of the power of the cross represent freedom if you're not walking out freedom? You must receive freedom and have the author- to have the authority in him and to walk others in freedom. Too many people are like the blind, you know, leading the blind. We gotta stop that. We need to see and then lead. This is the Great Commission. And listen, it's the only job that you have as Christians. That's it. While you're still here on earth, before you meet your maker and give an account, this is the call upon your life to be free. (laughs) Come on. I want to be free. Don't you want to be free? So I'm asking you again, are you a ready bride? God only works his will in the willing. Only true identity. In, we can only have true identity in Christ. It is the power to walk out the freedom that we have in him. 1 Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness. He called you out and into his wonderful light. If you are saved, then you have been redeemed. But you must know what you have been redeemed from. He pulled you out of the darkness, out of the dominion of the enemy, over the authority of the enemy, and into the light of Jesus because he conquered the grave and he was resurrected to life. Praise him for it. We are saved from the darkness. So what is darkness? Darkness is the total absence of light. It's wickedness or evil, corruption, sin, iniquity, immoral immorality. It's, it's hell, guys. <laughs> Just think about your darkest moment that you've had. 
your darkest moment where you felt like, I'm just dying here. Do you know that even in your darkest moment, God was still there? His grace was still covering. Can you imagine if God lifted his grace and lifted his light off of you in that dark moment, what you would feel in that place and how you would be totally destroyed? Well, that times infinity, eternity, is what he saved you from. Come on, I just want you to, we need him. <laughs> we need his freedom. We need his light. We need his grace. And we don't, we, we don't want to take this lightly. We need him. We need to reverence and fear the Lord, which is not fear of him. We know that, right? It's fear of not being in that presence, in the presence of his light in the presence of his grace. And all he asks us to do is declare his praises of him. The gospel, we called you out of darkness and into his light. It is for freedom, Christ has set you free. That's how you declare him. That's how you declare the gospel. It's not just telling somebody what Jesus did. Please understand, it's living in freedom. That's how we spread the gospel. People want real gospel. They don't want fake gospel. They want to know that there is a true hope, but there is a true feeling, freedom that they can behold, that they don't have to live under the enemy's hand. They're running to all of these things in the world because they seemingly have more power than what God has to offer because the church is not walking out. The bride is not ready. We got to be ready. We're ready when we're free. Jesus is the light, the light of the world. And light defined is something that makes, makes vision possible. He gives light to our eyes, joy to our heart, purpose. Light defined is sunny and graceful and easy and effortless and gentle and joyful, ignite. It's, it sets a fire. <laughs> I mean, don't we need these things inside of our hearts and our life? Romans 6, 18 you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Don't let that scare you. That's an amazing, amazing promise that we have. To be a slave to righteousness is to be a slave to everything that's good. You want to be bound to hope? <laughs> you want to be bound to peace? You want to be bound to joy? Any joy in the house? That's what that is. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to be bound to righteousness, to be a slave to righteousness. So at salvation, our old man died, and we were resurrected to our new man in Christ, and now we are above the darkness. We have authority over the darkness. Isn't that cool? 
Please don't think that you have to crawl in a hole and fight all these devils and do all these things. You, you are above it in Jesus' name. I don't think Jesus was hiding. I don't think he was, you know, he wasn't struggling with the darkness. He just knew who he was and walked it out. And then he calls us to do the same thing. Darkness only can reside in darkness. Please listen. Darkness can only reside in darkness. But if you bring the light into the dark places, the enemy has no power in that place anymore. And Jesus is the light that we need. So we are in the light and no longer sinners, but saints. Saints, yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's so great. <laughs> With a new nature. I just, I just love the name. Like, just amazing. Like, you can't get a better name than that. Oh, well, After the Rain is pretty cool, too, though. <laughs> yeah. So, but, <laughs> okay. We have the na- new nature, nature of God. We have the new nature of God as Christians. Isn't that cool? He's given us authority and dominion in Christ Jesus who resides in us. We are made new. We are made new for eternity, and we're made new right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. Our sins, past, present, future, they've all been nailed to the cross. Do you believe it? Along with that old man, that old man subject to darkness. You're no longer subject to darkness. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't believe the accuser. Your new man has authority over darkness, has authority over those addictions, has authority over that shame, that guilt, that fear. It has authority over the things of this world. You do not have to be bound to that. You're you're a slave to righteousness. Saints Hill Church, you can have eternity now. The kingdom of God is available to you right now, today, through a heart of repentance. And repentance just means that we're just going to agree with God. He did it. He nailed it to the cross. He did it for us. And as his kids, we can walk in it. Your true identity in Christ is the power of your ability to walk out the life God intended for you as his children. And today is your opportunity to evaluate whether you are a ready bride or you are a bound bride. Are you bound to the chains of the enemy? Do you want to be healed? You have to want it. God will never violate you. Your freedom in Christ for the glory of God depends on you. That's crazy. Like God Almighty gives us that power to walk out our freedom by a choice. A choice to say yes to him, to repent and say, I will no longer partner with the enemy, but I will partner with you in the freedom that you paid And I will glorify you because you are worthy of all my glory, all the glory and all the praise because you did it. You pulled me out of the darkness and into the light.
Thanks for listening. If we can do anything to help you, or if you want to stay in the loop with what is going on in and around the church, you can follow us on Instagram, download the Saints Hill app in the App Store, or visit our website.